Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Mir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on the on these ongoing adventures is the host who is more shaken bake than Magnolia. <laughs> and yes, yeah. I did say Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> Magnolia. Well, that'll, be, that'll be very pertinent here in a second. Yeah, no, I'm definitely more of a shake and bake John C. Riley than a Magnolia John C. Riley. I'm Blake. What's up? And uh, what's up is the summer is here. Official, well, not officially. And in, in El Paso, though, it may as well be. Close. Yeah, we're close. I knew the other day I was walking through the park and it was crowded. There's dogs everywhere. There was like two soccer games. All the baseball fields <laughs> are filled. So I knew it was summer, but then I saw two, not together, separate, two balding fat guys with metal detectors. That's summer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was upon us. Dude, does that mean I'm not allowed to be into the uh, like metal detecting community because my hair is so long? Like, I, I want to be. That seems like a cool activity to do in the heat. <laughs> it does. I, I think you yeah, you can do it, but you'd be a poser. Okay. Yeah, I'm a poser. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a, a certain level of uh, corpulence. And well, bad enough. You're, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> you have way too much hair. <laughs> way, too way much hair. Too. But you know what? There has to be the one that, they're, that they make fun of and they're jealous of and everything. So Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Blake's here again. He's always talking about that Buffalo nickel. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's cholesterol isn't too high. <laughs> Dude. Oh, it is though. That's the problem, bro. Actually, it People might not tell you if you do keto, that's, a, that's a highly cholesterol diet. That whole keto thing. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be very careful. All you eat is eggs and bacon. Like it's like, yeah, it's a, can't do that. <laughs> That's the reason I've been walking around so much is because my cholesterol is a, it's not in a good place, but that will not, every day. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And that will not stop us from doing a podcast. And exactly. we got, uh, I think we got some good ones. This We got some fun ones to talk about whether they're good or not. We'll, we'll let you know. But before we get to our two movies, lots of, uh, lots of news this week, actually, but uh, Bird Box a few years ago, Sandra Bullock, did you, did you ever see that one? I did. I did. What do you think of it? I thought it was okay. I, I, you know, I barely remember it now. It didn't leave much of an impression. Uh, I remember at the time, like everybody was talking about it. So it was a cool concept. I mean, I, again, it was, yeah, it was one of those ones that you heard nothing but it, like buzz about it. Yeah. You had to watch it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that played against it. Right. Like, cause it's, it's a cool movie, but it was not like, you know what everybody made it out to be it was very much like there was a like a sci-fi movie a few years before that where it was like these electric invisible electric aliens that would fry you if they caught you yada 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 I mean, right. same, same concept same premise except i guess the bird box seemed a little bit more evil and a little bit more brutal it reminded me of cross right did you ever read those cross comics it had like a cross vibe to it yeah i remember them yeah yeah i kind of had that a cool experience i thought it was a little overhyped i thought so too it's kind of ironic completely not planned but we're going to talk about a movie with unseen forces that make you commit suicide we're also going to talk about a movie about things that are really catch the public's attention and they fade into irrelevance all of a sudden so Kind of coincidental that we're talking about Bird Bird Box, but uh, yeah. also Bird Box Barcelona was announced. Now, I like when Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I like when um well when I watch a horror movie like I always think about okay cool this is happening here but I wonder what's happening in other parts of the world like in Night of the Living Dead they kind of talk about right. it uh right. we saw that the uh, we saw that Christmas horror movie with the Robo Santa and that was oh, like, yeah they hinted that it was going on around the country and stuff yeah. like I think it's cool to hear see what's going on in other parts of the world and Bird Box Barcelona looks like it looks like essentially the same thing but in spain of all places believe it or not based on the title but i think if you liked bird box if you remembered it I, i'm sure you'll want to go come around to see this one again i mean I, i'm sure i'll watch it i mean sure uh, another trailer that came out this week man i am so I, I wanted to see the meg when it came out and i never got around to it then the trailer for meg 2 dropped and man i really need to see the first one like this trailer is one of the best things I've seen this past week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just watched it as you saw it, and uh, what a romp! I cannot wait for this. I have a question for you, sir. Why the hell did you not watch the Meg? Is there like some reason? Like, why not? I wanted to, I like Jason Statham, and I and I like shark movies, but. It fell to the bottom of my list. We've talked about it before with like shark movies. Like there's kind of no in-between. It's going to be really good or it's going to be (laughs) god-awful. And it just never, I mean, I really want it. And the trailer looked amazing. Like the idea is really cool. And I don't know, there's a lot of Meg movies out there. Like I actually just saw one recently called The Black Demon. It was about, and it was, it was all right. You know, it was, it did something different with this. But anyway, like, I don't know. I just never got around to it. And I saw this trailer and man I, I'm, I'm gonna watch the meg and i really want to see meg too like um it's cool because i think it's like i don't know like I, I think a lot of people will compare it to sharknado i think but i think mm-hmm. sharknado went way overboard with it and intentionally yeah but like this looks goofy and fun but it doesn't look like it's too goofy even though it does have jason statham kicking a meg in the face but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. This one looks like the right combination of goofy shark fun. It, I agree. I totally agree. It, it actually is almost, I mean, it's like if you gave, um, uh, who's that great uh, asylum? It's like if you gave asylum like a huge budget, like a real budget. Like, yeah. I think this is kind of what, kind of what you get. It looks like we have all sorts of like other monsters other i mean they literally say in the trailer there's three of these giant megs out there <laughs> they're hunting attacks oh man i there's just yes i can't wait to be honest with you what is it coming out what did, did I, I, I think in the summer i think in august okay in august okay oh, that's the so. perfect time that's the perfect time for a nice shark movie absolutely this one looks really good and it's kind of a hard thing to do like you know to to make a serious shark movie but like uh to to inject that like humor into it and this isn't just like a joke here a joke there this is like fast and furious levels of it but um i don't know for some reason fat like fast and the furious doesn't work for me like this uh, based on the trailer i don't know it might end up being horrible but it just looks like a man it looks amazing and then jason statham looks awesome the fact that there's something with tentacles in it uh there's a little dog in it i mean and then just the the idea of a meg like which is if i i I don't know i'm not up on my sharks but i believe those don't exist right i believe they went extinct like millions of years ago so So, they're like a a dinosaur type of thing (laughs) yeah basically yeah so i think what this essentially is is like they they have found like a uh 
a Godzilla type sub ocean environment in which all these things have been able to hang out for a good long time so i mean the the trailer begins with with weird creepy like pokemon looking shit so like yeah. yes let's, let's do it the the trailer when i saw it all because immediately it says 65 million years ago so it made me think about what we oh. talked about about that movie 65 yeah and how we talked about the title was just kind of like what does that even mean type of thing see the meg is perfect like you know what it's about it's about a meg a megalodon shark in a trench like i said the title tells you everything that you need to know about it like i'm totally on board for this this is gonna be like a, a really fun summer blockbuster i i can't wait and maybe that was the problem with 65 was that you just didn't have you know boots to tyrannosaurus's face like that's you really just need to kick him right in the goddamn chops all right enough talk about 65 million years ago genre of the future and we're going to start on may the 12th and we're going to start in theaters with a robert rodriguez flick called hypnotic uh i remember you and i saw the trailer before mm-hmm. i don't know evil dead or redfield mm-hmm. or one of those two when i turned to you and i was like oh, man i don't know what the hell this is about but it looks pretty cool oh i i, I read a thing about it today and it said a grounded police procedural with super supernatural elements and i'm thinking like where do you get grounded from (laughs) (laughs) because i didn't get that at all from it no there's nothing grounded about this at all (laughs) like at all nothing uh nothing no this is you know yeah just like total batshit christopher nolan levels of just nonsense uh to some degree that said i think benny affleck looks like he does like a pretty cool job in this i i think so too I, you're right and i i we haven't seen him in stuff uh so we talked about this a lot but i think the last great role and i haven't seen air but i but i do i do understand he's really good in that but the last great role i saw ben affleck in was the french fop in the last <laughs> duel amazing I, role oh such an amazing such an amazing role and i honestly i'm gonna say it ben affleck underrated I agree with you. And we talked about it with the last two. Well, like we, we wondered whether the Razzies were, you know, relevant, whether they meant anything or not. They definitely, definitely lost touch because they thought that that performance was one of the worst of the year. Like they absolutely forgot <laughs> what a mark. good performance. Yeah, totally <laughs> missed the mark. But Ben Affleck is a good actor. Um, he is. Air comes to prime um, uh, today. If we're recording this on a Wednesday. But oh, you- is that right? Yeah, it's coming to prime, so uh, we can see for ourselves how well he does in it. And he does look good in this. Like, he's he's a good actor. Uh, ben Affleck teaming with Robert Rodriguez, that's, like, a really interesting pairing. Mm-hmm. And the movie, honestly, I don't know what's going on. It's like, oh, okay, so hypnotic is what it's called. There's lots of hypnotic suggestions in it, it looks like. It look, I can't tell if it's an actual criminal or if it's someone who's just fucking with Ben Affleck. I guess that's the point of the movie. Honestly, I don't know what it's about at all. I, I couldn't tell you, but it does look interesting. It does. And, you know, Robert Rodriguez, whether you, you know, you may not like his, his style. This yeah. looks like a little bit of a departure for him. And I'm really excited because I, I think he gets really great performances out of his actors. And there's a couple of other people in this that I really love. Jackie Earl Haley. I mean, really awesome. And we always awesome. Him. Always awesome. We haven't seen him in a while. And then the other guy who's just like, it's one of those faces that you're seeing and you're like, oh yeah, that guy's in Dark Knight and he's just always really good. William Fitchner, that guy's awesome. That guy's a fucking awesome actor. Uh, so I, I'm I'm pretty excited for this. 
Yeah, this one looks really cool. Like, uh, I think it's going to get uh, buried uh, in theaters because there's just so much that's coming out. But uh, it can find life on um, on streaming. That's one of the positives of streaming. Um, mm-hmm. Also coming out on May 12th to streaming on Shutter, Huesera the Bone Woman. And it's about a, a, a woman who discovers that she's pregnant and she's kind of dealing with that. And she has a chance encounter with someone leading to some... Uh, strange happenings in her life um pregnancy horror super popular genre that uh it, it's been around for well, forever it seems like but uh it's one of those you don't really hear people talk about a lot but there's always a new pregnancy i mean clock just came out on hulu a while ago that was another pregnancy horror movie but this one has really 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 cool imagery um i i, I did see it a few months ago and i don't think it lives up to all of that but but um i mean if you're into pregnancy horror then this is one of the better ones that you can see yeah it looks like it's got some good body horror in it well that's that's a bit disappointing i was in watching the trailer i was like man i hope this isn't one of those movies where they kind of show you all the neat shit in the trailer um is that to some degree maybe true yeah i'd say that's Ah, a very good description of it actually okay gotcha well shutter may 12th check it out (laughs) so may 18th hulu slashback uh this is about some some kids up in uh is it alaska yeah Mm -hmm. in in alaska who there's an alien invasion and they have to deal with it and that's kind of the 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 gist of it there uh this movie um it has an adventure vibe to it Mm -hmm. but it's not full-on like goonies et but it also has, and you can see in the trailer, there's like some really strong body horror elements, really creepy, yeah. but it's not like, you know, full on Carpenter or definitely not Cronenberg um, uh, levels of it. No. Very interesting mix where you got, I, I would say it is family, but it's borderline family friendly. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really intriguing and scary. And plus, you just don't get this setting like ever. I mean, unless you, you're constantly watching the thing. <laughs> totally yeah and like i i think this is going to be a neat mix of uh like uh indigenous uh culture and lore mixed in with some some alien stuff also i love a good kids fight the fucking beast story you know like i think that i mean going back to it right like that's i love that stuff doesn't matter if it's aliens whatever attack the block i loved you know so like i i like that vibe and i and when you combine all these things i think this seems like a really unique kind of take on that kind of almost overplayed alien kind of invasion thing i think this is coming out with some some interesting perspective and i think i'm looking forward to this one yeah this one's good this one's a movie that just came to shutter a while back we didn't have a chance to talk about it because it was while we were doing special editions but uh mm-hmm. kids versus aliens which oh, is right. straight up <laughs> the title says it on that's literally what the movie is about but sure. it falls in that genre. and super fun those movies are really fun when yeah. you're a kid it's really exciting to watch them mm-hmm. but as you're older you can really appreciate they're fun they're really fun like yeah flashback like- definitely Go out, comfort sorry, food. Right? Oh, just comfort food kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll never go away. Also coming out on May the 18th and VOD and digital is The Haunting of Hellhole Mine. <laughs> Two things to say about it. First thing, amazing title. Love <laughs> the title. Second, this is an unintentionally and unironically bad movie. <laughs> From what I can tell, this looks like 
birdemic levels of bad <laughs> redneck zombies kind of shit yeah. yeah 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 dude this here's the thing i'm glad we still talk about them because i would be really sad if movies like this weren't being made to be honest with you They're, these these kind of things what, and again what a fucking great title like there's somebody out there who's very proud to be the writer and director of the haunting of hell mine and he and they should be they should be very they proud absolutely of should be yeah they should be and you know what there's yeah this doesn't look awesome man it doesn't but it also looks like it may be just like eating pizza drinking beer hanging out with your you know your brothers or your sisters or whoever you want to and just really yucking it up at like some low budget fun that could be it that could be it. I don't. Th- I don't. Any- I don't think anybody expects this to be a, uh, a great movie, but these movies have their place, and I'm glad it exists. Me too. Me too. After me saying like, what a bad movie it looks like. <laughs> this reminds me of like a video store type movie, but yes. there's not enough movies like this anymore because when you see the movies that are really bad, they're purposely bad, which completely defeats the purpose of it. Like right. one of the best movies we've ever that I, one of my favorite movies that we've ever covered on this show is WrestleManiac. Oh man, awful movie! Like, like if you're speaking, like you know, production acting, right? Yeah, technically speaking, it is, and subjectively, it is an awful movie. But you can't beat the enjoyment factor of it. Like, it's just like it's like that dancing movie. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> That's right. We didn't. We didn't see the vampire one. We covered that one. Uh, Veronica or whatever. Veronica. Yeah, Veronica. Yeah, that one is. Yeah, like there's just not enough of those where someone like pours their heart and soul into it. And I don't mean to make fun, but no. it just it just it doesn't come off right. I mean, we've seen Birdemic and The Room and all, all that stuff, and then they're they're really fun to watch. But I mean, they're they're not the best movies <laughs> no no there's there's so many so many evil bongs out there <laughs> right exactly exactly so final thing you want to talk about it's not a movie it's not even horror but i mean I, i'm sure a lot of people yeah. listening to this are fans so coming out on may the 12th from nintendo for the switch is the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom so for me it's like a kind of a personal thing because legend of zelda was the first game that i like ever fell in love with like Mm. i was like six years old or whatever when it came out and i remember that gold cartridge and it was like just an amazing thing and i've stuck with it like i had a me and a roommate we got um just randomly off of ebay we got um a gamecube and the um and wind waker because we had never yeah we never played it and uh, that's when we started calling him ganondork because we thought we were (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and zelda just i i love i love the phantom hourglass like i i love all the zelda games that, that I, i've played most of them not all of them but i played the majority of them and mm-hmm. this one looks amazing like this looks like a generational type again you can say that about every zelda game just about this one looks awesome it really does you know uh the, it's the funny thing about zelda like i when growing up like kind of maybe it had to do with that gold cartridge to be honest with you but that game was like i don't know it was like on a different pedestal like mm-hmm. yeah there was your marios and your other stuff but no zelda required you to like write out a map and like explore every inch of the screen and do all that kind of stuff and so zelda always held this like very high thing to me and not to say i've loved all the zelda games I believe it or not, I bounced off Breath of the Wild pretty hard because I didn't think it felt like a Zelda game. That said, I think it's a really amazing game. 
it's not necessarily what I would want in a Zelda game, but it's so great. It is they 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 changed, you know, they they flipped the script and they they made it they evolve and they did some really neat stuff. And I think this one is just going to amplify all those, you know, changes to to be to the nth degree. Like it just seems like such a fun um playground. And you know, that's what games should be. It should just be fun and and Zelda has done a great job of keeping things always just really fun. And not to say, and you talk about horror, when Zelda wants to do horror, man, Zelda can be pretty horror and pretty cool. Be. And I I love that about it, that it can kind of walk all these lines of being like very thoughtful and like, a you know, a seven-year-old kid could pick it up and play it and have just as good a time as somebody who's in their 40s. <laughs> I think that's yeah. really cool. So really looking forward to that. I think it's right. So it's out this weekend, I guess. I know yeah. it leaked. I know it leaked. So if you're playing it, yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. It's been out there for, uh, actually, I saw a YouTube video on a Monday that said that, that, that Monday marked one week that Zelda has been out in the yeah. wild and Nintendo's been trying their best to, they've been taking down Twitch and YouTube channels left and right. Left and and right. Uh, they've even said that they um, they might start dropping the games digitally and then waiting two weeks to release them on cartridge because that's where they think most of the piracy has come from. It's coming from the carts. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. that's something that they're considering because uh, they're figuring, fine, yeah, you can leak the digital. But, you know, people people love their Nintendo cartridges. So They do. So it's kind of like a, it's the whole, you know, you can't have nice things type of thing. You're getting one bad apple spoiling the bunch and all that good stuff. But, yeah, but Zelda coming out and for – some of us, it's, you know, lots of fond memories. For others, it's something new because the art style looks amazing. The stuff that they're doing looks great. And some some people just want to be like, well, they just want to see what all the fuss is about. So right. for whatever reason you want to buy Zelda, if you're able to get it, May the 12th, it comes out. Our first movie this week is going to take us back to a time where iPhones didn't exist yet. Android was even further away. and keyboards on a screen was in nobody's mind whatsoever there's lots of movies that are set way back when but this movie is about the first smartphone ever some of you listening to this might be like i didn't even know there was such a thing but others will be like oh i know exactly what you're talking about blackberry is the story of the rise and fall of the world's first smart smartphone and then more accurately it's about the people behind it uh, less than it is uh, more than it is the phone but i'll start with the easy question for you you had a blackberry right i did of course you did everybody <laughs> of course i did <laughs> how much did you love your blackberry i loved my blackberry Bro, i fucking loved my blackberry i truly i mean it i mean i still have it I still have it when I was packing. I yeah. When I was packing the other day, it was really funny to me that I was like, Oh shit, there it is. My Blackberry bold, uh, which is the only one I have left, but I had multiple. I had a couple of them. That's the one I kept, but man, I mean, you and I are, you know, we're writers to some degree. And back in those days, um, I was doing some freelance writing work. I wrote multiple articles that I got paid for on my fucking blackberry like multiple times so yeah i have a great fondness for my blackberry. how when you first got that blackberry how special did you feel because it was like it was one of those things everyone had one but it was like oh man i don't know if i should get this because like only really cool people had it but it's also right. affordable and 
I mean, it was when I remember getting it and thinking to myself, like, I'm never going to use the texting unless there's an emergency. But I mean, as soon as you get it, and like in, in, in the trailer, in the movie, he says, try using your thumbs. Yeah. And it's just natural. To, and now, of course, we, you know, it's like whatever. But man, that the BlackBerry was to me, and we'll, we'll get into the movie right now. I At that time, I never would have thought that the BlackBerry would ever go away. I mean, to some degree, I'm still like, dude, give me a fucking keyboard back. Like, I really, I mean, we've all gotten used to the touchscreens, but right, and and it's a huge part of the movie. There was a very tactile, you know, it was like when you put your fingers on the keyboard here, like you have your little, it's like the F and the J, right? Have that little knob on it. So, you know, you're on your home row, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. yeah. Like the Blackberry had the same thing for your thumbs. And they were like, they did like a little bit of a concave thing on a couple of little buttons. So like, you didn't have to look at your phone. Nope. I, you could, you could write as fast as you could on a keyboard with your fingers on your, with your thumbs. It, it was kind of incredible, man. And I'm glad this movie was made on a lot of levels. Yeah. It, it was an incredible time because, uh, and in the movie, they're talking about all the things you could do with a Blackberry and, it just blew my mind at that end with then the movie they yeah. it blows everyone's mind in the movie too so blackberry uh if you look at the trailer it's kind of hard to get a feel for it like it has so has really cool music it looks kind of funny but it's a it's, it's the fall of this company so how funny can it be the tone for this movie i thought they did a really good job of being like laugh out loud funny it's hilarious <laughs> But um, you have some really interesting characters that you care about, which in comedy, you don't always get because that's not the point. The point is to make you laugh. But this one, right. they mix it perfectly. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I really didn't. I mean, so, I mean, if on the on face value, you're looking at Glenn Howerton, um, Dennis Reynolds of It's Always Sunny fame and, you know, Fargo and other things. And Jay Baragel, who's awesome, a goon, and this I mean, what end. else? This is the end, and I mean, he's he's great in his own right. And so, like, you take those; those are like to me, those are kind of like very high up comedy guys. Like these, yes. these are guys who get comedy. It's kind of you're kind of like, wow, is this just going to be like a slapstick? And it's not. They use these guys' acumen for humor and comedy in the most perfect way. Because the the character that Glenn Howerton plays, uh, what's his name, Jim Basile Balzoli or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they kind of make fun of how you pronounce his name through the whole yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, Jay Berzel plays uh, Mike Lazaridis, who's the you know the the brainchild behind all this stuff, and they do it in a way that, like you said, like Glenn's character is very like harsh and in your fucking face and like mm -hmm. no fucking frills and not smiling right. at all. And Jay Bergel is conversely, he's like this very timid passive when you first meet them, there's, you know, right. And like that took me aback too, man. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, it took, it probably took 10, 15 minutes where I was like, okay, like you said, the tone of this movie, you kind of, once you kind of settle in with that, man, you're on such a joyous ride. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And, and if you look at the trailer, and I keep referencing the trailer because I think it's yeah. a really good the trailer. trailer is, yeah, interesting. It, it really gets you in there. Like, if you look at the trailer and you see Glenn, Howard, Glenn Howerton and you see, you know, bald cap and he's loud and obnoxious, and you're like, okay, gimmick casting for the Always Sunny fans. And maybe to a certain extent, they are reaching out for those fans. But then when you watch the movie, like you said, you have this, um, 
you have a pretty nuanced character who, yes, he's loud and he is in your face. But uh, at least early on, there's touches of someone who who will take huge risks for something like an admirable quality. He will take huge right. risks for stuff that he believes in. He is almost like, and it's a very gruff, mean father, but there's almost like a father-like aura to him. That's a great of Mike in, in, in the beginning. Um, and then you're right. Uh, Mike is very meek. He's timid, but he's also very committed to his phone and his his idea his uh what's it called quick talk is that what they initially call it uh pocket link the pocket link right yeah. he's very committed to delivering an amazing product uh, and then they both actually they go on a similar journey um they both end up losing sight of everything that makes them so successful and it ends up destroying the company but they start in different places and it's weird, like when you think about characters, and and I know you're a huge fan of characters in movies because it can make break a movie for for you and me too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with characters, one of the things we say is like, "Oh yeah, really nuanced, really deep." What's cool about Blackberry is the characters start nuanced and he, and as the movie goes forward, they lose they lose that nuance and they become very single mind. And it's not a bad thing at all. They become single-minded and and unfocused, and they just they lose sight of of what has made them who they are. And it's the exact opposite of what they tell you to do, but it's just how this story should be. And it, it's fascinating to watch someone go from this Glenn Howerton and Basili to go from someone who's mean and a shark, as someone describes them, but still cares about what's going on, to someone who's just has to own a hockey team and doesn't give a fuck how he gets it. Yep. And well, right. And like you're the, they kind of pull the rug out from under themselves. Like, uh, you know, as, as the movie goes on, because yeah, everything you said is true. Like they, they started with passion and drive and then they're just kind of like left to their egos. And it's a really interesting transformation i'll also say this because i i brought this up on uh like the spiral episode with chris rock you know so i think some of these these actors you know especially a guy like glenn howerton who who is dennis reynolds like he will forever always be dennis reynolds and you know you when you well for me you know i wasn't like i don't want to use the word concerned but like i was you know i was interested to see if he could pull me out of him being dennis you know you know i do think he's a good actor but you know every time i see him i'm like ah the golden god you know and there, <laughs> and, the, and, there, and there's definitely some of that to him in this on this portrayal but you do kind of you lose that that's dennis reynolds and you start really investing in, in these characters and i think that's a real great acting job by jay and glenn and and matt johnson too the the, the writer and director um as doug doug yeah he's a, he's a really great character and he's pretty much the only character who stays the same and right. that's a really i love that they kept that kind of grounded center centered character um and which apparently you know by all accounts that's that's kind of how it went and you're so right about glenn howerton because he is dennis reynolds yeah. and that i had the same fear too i was like man like he has this uh female assistant is he going to tell a story about how he 
took her on a boat trip because so he could imply to her that she has no choice because there's really nowhere you can go when <laughs> the, the implication what are you gonna do on a boat but um <laughs> no, it never even always sunny didn't even cross my mind while i was watching this movie like yeah. fantastic performance like I, I know he's funny and i've seen him in other things but you know when, when it's such an iconic character you can't like you said you can't get it out of your head but mm-hmm. didn't think about it and mm-hmm. Another great thing that um, they do in this movie, and it's something that was got played out because of The Office, that um, modern family and shows like that, that that cinema verite look where you're in the moment. And uh, Blackberry has that look a little bit, but it's not a mockumentary. It's not a, you know, it's not a faux documentary or anything like that. That's just the camera style that they use. And I think it's really well done because it doesn't look, uh, it doesn't look cheap. It doesn't look like they're copying anything. But it also puts you in the moment. Mm-hmm. So you feel that chaos and that frenetic energy. And like when um, you mentioned they get caught up in their egos, when Mike, the first time when they ask him, or not the first time, but the first time he says, when someone says, why do, why, why do you have all these people working here for basically nothing? And he's like, oh, they just want to work on the best phone ever. They want to work for BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes kind of a running joke because he's saying that more often. But you get caught up in that moment too. You're like, oh yeah, this is an amazing company to be a part of. This is mm-hmm. this is wild stuff. You know how it's going to end because we, you know, we all have iPhones or we're using Androids or whatever. But the story, it, like it, it's the pacing is so well done in this that what could be dry or could be ridiculous, it, it always works. It never feels like that. It always works. It does, and it and the and the and the the way that they kind of did the story, they, the way they kind of placed time frames and stuff within the the movie, it it it, it flows so well, and it, it really does make you go, "How did they fuck this up? Like, how on earth did this fucking company go from seventy percent of the cell phone share like to zero? Like, that's." that's it should it seems impossible and the the way they shoot the movie you know it kind of it has this like very like on its way up and then you, you know you know you're gonna fall off a cliff and the closer you know the closer you get to the end of the movie you, there's like a palpable tension um i had it anyway of like you know you at this point you know you you're you're caring about these guys you know you you care about these characters and and the fact that they're real makes it, you know, real people out there still alive, still kicking, still, you know, doing stuff. It makes it all that more fascinating. And it, it kept me so invested. And what makes it really interesting is, yeah, the title is BlackBerry. We opened up this segment by talking about BlackBerry phones, but BlackBerry and this, that just is the instrument that drives the story. This is very much about the characters. Like mm-hmm. they're, they don't spend an inordinate amount of time on the phones. Like, yeah, like, they tell you what's going on with the phones, but you're spending time with the characters. It's all about the characters and mm-hmm. the characters are so engaging in this. I, I, I think it's just really well-written. And then mm-hmm. the soundtrack, I think that's a really cool soundtrack. Like it's part nostalgia, part from that time, but then you have a little joy division in there too. Mm-hmm. So like every, like this movie, everything that you can do right in a movie, this movie hits on, it's really good, except <laughs> there is one thing that I like because it's uh it's not a short movie but it's, it's a no. normal length movie but by necessity they have to gloss over some things one of the things that is early on like 
the first bit of advice that uh, Basili gives to to Doug and Mike is you got to change the name of the phone, and it kind of becomes a, a constant in the opening of the movie. But then you just go from one scene to the next, where all of a sudden it's BlackBerry. I was like, huh, I figured they would have spent a little more time. Like, how do they come up with that name? It's not a big deal, but like they they do like the ending also is kind of quick. Like I thought that was. Because, and it's just because, but it's not about the phone. That's why it's about the character. So I can also see why they didn't spend five minutes showing them debating over the title. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah, it, that's a really brief kind of quick thing. And you're like, oh, that's how that came up. Okay, sure. You know, and then the other thing I'll say about that is there's a few characters that they, they take some time to introduce and, you know, not bad actors, people you recognize, you know, they, they play a pretty major role. And I guess because that was their portion of the film, but then they just, they're gone. Yeah. And you, you get kind of one backwards, you know, background shot of them again. And I, I thought that was kind of like, I don't want to say disservice to the, but like out of, I would have preferred a little bit of a tighter wrap up, especially on a movie that, yeah, you're, you're, you got, you got two hours in there, you know, you could have maybe done two Oh five and given me a little, a little bit more, you know, so I'm already there. I'm already going to be there. So. Right, might as well give me the whole the whole yeah, thing. Exactly. The uh, the other thing, like I, I'm not a, a huge hockey person. I I, I don't. I, I know the playoffs are going on right now. I can tell you one team that's in. But um, I've seen Gary Bettman every once in a while. The commissioner of the NHL. I'll, I'll see Barry, Gary boo, Bettman. Boo. <laughs> Is he a boo one too? Oh, they, oh, they boo the fucking shit out of. Him. Oh really? I see. I didn't know. He yeah. Was, yeah. I, I didn't know he was like the the the, the, the what's his face? Yeah. Uh, but um. I, I do know what he looks like. And I don't know if this is Gary. Like when I was watching Blackberry, I was like, did they cast Gary Bedman as himself? This, <laughs> this guy looked a hell of a lot like Gary Bedman. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, and I actually thought that whole NHL side of this, I, I had that took me off guard. I had no, I had no idea that that was part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, fascinating, really. And kind of props to the NHL for not letting this guy you know walk in there and do whatever the fuck he wanted which he was used to doing obviously yeah and yeah you're right props to the nhl because uh well just ask the nfl about daniel snyder how that goes <laughs> like, not every sports league will turn down vast sums of money <laughs> like we we've seen that so yeah they 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 uh they um they did their due diligence it would appear yes, but <laughs> oh um yes, uh, blackberry it's uh coming out in theaters uh you may be on your way to see it as you're listening to us if you're not well we'll tell you whether you should or not uh <laughs> see or no see blackberry oh yeah spoiler alert come into the year this is gonna make to the top of my list i really really enjoyed this movie I, I i've wanted to talk about it a lot since i saw it um if that tells you anything i i think it was really fascinating great performances good direction i think this is kind of a must-see yeah i agree with you i think this is a must-see and you know it, it's not gonna set records it's not gonna even be in the top 10 probably box up but i think it's gonna find uh, i think it's gonna find its audience i really do the the subject matter is super interesting for a certain age group even those who are younger will be uh, well i think it'll attract just the idea of hearing the story of the first smartphone because if you've grown up with it your entire life like you can get to see the phone, that, and this, this this isn't that long ago. This is about a quarter of a century ago. Right. This all it's really really crazy because 
one of the and it's not a, it's not a theme that they intentionally do in blackberry at least i don't think but one of the things that they essentially touch on is blackberry may be the first thing that it, it gave us a glimpse into the future and how quickly trends can come about and end in today's world just ask people who bought those finger spinner thingies but uh blackberry check it out <laughs> Our feature presentation is a movie that's been covered all over the internet. It's even been covered by um, people on the site, and they all did good jobs with it, but the Mac Daddies of Violence haven't talked about it. <laughs> I like We're, that. We need t-shirts to say that, Pat. <laughs> Daddy Mac of Violence and Mac Daddy of Violence. <laughs> Which one of us will wear the backwards hockey masks? <laughs> smile is our feature presentation um i'm just gonna jump into it because i think most people will know what this is about but it is a generic title so i will say smile from 2022 just so everyone knows which smile we're talking about um we say this a lot on this show but i don't know if it's ever been more uh appropriate but this is an old school throwback horror movie like down to people think that the lead character is crazy there's a curse or a, a, a ghost or something chasing her like uh boyfriend issues a party where she gives a bad present away like and, and spoiler alert we're going to talk about some plot points but we won't ruin anything for for those of you who haven't seen it but this is i don't know if we've ever covered a movie that is as indebted to like 80s horror and, and even older horror than, than Smile. Yeah, man. I couldn't tell you the last time we saw something quite like this. Um, I Again, I, I, I guess comfort food is the, my phrase of the show today. This was very comfort food to me. You know, it had, I like the setup. You know, it, it had me, it had me, it was, it reminded me of when I saw um, It Follows. Like it follows kind of had a similar, I don't know, tone, but like similar feel. I appreciated going back to the basics a little bit. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And this uh the story, it's familiar. If you're an old school horror fan, it'll be very familiar. It will it will be comfort food. It's treatment of mental illness. I'm I'm not gonna I don't wanna say that it's sensitive because it really doesn't do anything different than a nightmare on elm street movie or i think it happens in friday the 13th and halloween people get put in mental asylums a lot in horror. Mm-hmm. um that um uh, maybe sensitivity isn't the isn't the right word but as the years have progressed we've learned more about it like the character there's not that same stigma attached to it because in you know a horror movie from 84 not from 1984 like someone would be like oh she's crazy but it's okay we're gonna get you some help and then when she turns around, they'd be like, oh, shit. In this one, there's much more understanding of it. It's like, okay, yeah. we're going to get you some help. And we want to get you through this. We're going to get you through. And we're going to do this together. Like, it's it's a lot more friendly. Oh, So you have that feeling of, okay, I've, I've seen this story. I've, I know this story. It's very familiar. And it is really cool. But then it has that modern storytelling to where you're not like, oh, God, <laughs> you watch it. Like, it's a nice mix of old school horror with updated modern technique to it. And I, I thought it was really cool. Uh, yeah, I really did, too. You know, I uh, I think one of the things I really dislike um, uh, when it comes to storytelling is when you 
you you like really i mean you you discredit your your main character and then they're just fighting the entire time to get that credibility back and blah 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 i think that gets really boring they they do that here but they also kind of you know they have this air of like okay there is a character who's like kind of believing her or at least listening to her while she is completely unraveling which is the whole point is that this thing this entity this this presence whatever you want to call it this whole gig is to feed off you unraveling that sounds like it could just be boring but they did such a great job of like it's kind of like this give and take the entire time it's like ah i'm not feeling so crazy today but then a fucking an absolutely crazy thing happens or yeah. i'm feeling really crazy today but then there's this flash of reality they did a really nice job of kind of playing with that too and um i thought it just made it really kind of you know chug down the road again this is not a short movie both these movies today are you know these are like two hour plus or two hours about and a movie like this you know two hours and when i first saw that i thought man that might be a little long but they use their time wisely in this it's a risk, and we've talked about, you know, one of the good things about horror is it sticks to an hour and a half, but yeah. there are those who will that will go longer, like you said. So I, I was the same way. I saw the runtime. That's a red flag for a horror movie, yeah. but they they do use their time very wisely in this. Um, one of the things that they do that I, I thought was so cool is um they use silence really well in this, and it's a horror movie, so there's going to be silence before jump scares. But um, in this, they use silence during conversations or when people are low and not preceding a jump scare necessarily. But the difference between this and other horror movies is when there's that silence in horror movies, there'll be like a radio on in the background or you'll hear a car in the background or the wind or something. But this will just be like it'll just be two characters talking. And that is all the sound that you get. Yeah. And that's I really I, I thought that was a really smart idea, like movie called smile you're figuring like okay there's going to be a lot of visual scares in this and there is but you don't think that the audio is going to be as important you're right and i you know i i maybe didn't take that into account as much as i should have yeah they they do a really great job with using silence you know there there's a couple moments um where they're yeah where characters are left alone you know yeah you would think there'd be like skittering or ticking or something something to keep you on edge but it's kind of like this weird silence that you're like, oh, wow, that's kind of eerie. And as they prolong it, it gets eerier and they do it more than once. And yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. They did a great job with sound design in this movie. Yeah, not very unexpected, but very, very cleverly done. I yeah. thought. And yeah. I also liked like going back to the, the entity in this. Um, and we talked about this with Evil Dead, like the um, entity in this, uh, very little explanation given, but what you're told is the most important thing. And it's what you said. This thing just wants to fuck with you. It's just evil. <laughs> like that's scary. It's kind of like the strangers or the whole, like, why are you here? Because you were home type of yeah. thing. <laughs> like yeah. that's like the worst thing in the world. This thing doesn't care who you are, where you are, like what you're doing with your life. And we see examples of some, some victims and, it just feeds off of trauma. I mean, that's a horrible, horrible thing. It really, really is. I, I got to give kudos to whoever wrote this. Who, the Yeah, I love it when things are just bad for bad's sake. Because there's no, you know, like, this is not a hopeful story. This is not a story of the good versus the bad. And the, this is very much like there is bad, very bad, downright evil. 
and there's nothing you can do about it. And that is, you know, a movie that it really made me think of a lot, um, which we reviewed and somewhat mixed reviews, if I remember correctly, was Fallen. This had a very Fallen flair, but I think it takes the concept of Fallen and makes it way scarier. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. And um, this movie, uh, Parker Finn is who wrote it. It's actually based... Parker on Finn. a short it's based on a short film that he did ah. uh that starts the caitlin stacy plays the the character that smile poster face that her that's an iconic horror image yeah. already like the short film is actually about her it's about the story about the the professor and all that stuff. ah okay uh, and then, so the movie just expands on that but um yeah like it's really well written and the um performances in it are what really mm-hmm. the, and then really it's, it's down to to Sosie Bacon as the the main character because oh, yeah. and, and you said it she basically is uh she's falling apart and she's calm those are the two emotions <laughs> that you get from her and it's a typical horror performance but the character uh I won't go so far as to say she's well-rounded because she's not but she does engage you like you care you, you empathize mm-hmm. with her and you don't always get that in horror you don't need it really all the time right. but it works here and uh I found her to be a I, I was really interested to see where her story was gonna go yeah I was too I yeah she was she was uh I don't want to you overblow it but like yeah she she ropes you in and she makes you care and there are definitely times where you you feel like she's she's going to get around it she's going to find a way you know that she is intellectual enough and she's smart enough and she's she's kind of educating herself enough to figure out how to stop it which you know makes the stakes so much higher and and to getting back to performances i mean very quickly this guy's becoming one of my favorite actors kyle galner man just he's <laughs> awesome. he's he's so good and um dinner in america go back and listen to our show about that um i think you'll hear us gush over that uh and his performance in that um completely different performance here um right. a completely different character and he's still really 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 great and you know that whole that whole aspect of you actually caring about these these characters makes you know the the finale you know impact all that much more yeah and again a couple of things one like you wouldn't believe it maybe you wouldn't believe but we actually love rom-coms here so we like, do <laughs> check out dinner in, yeah check out dinner in america kyle garner is awesome too what do you think of his he's a cop but his artsy bachelor pad that he had going on there you know yeah he had a very swank uh and you know i'm like did cops make that kind of money it was like a soho starving artist but, but who's from a really rich family like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like who has a the family warhol on the wall <laughs> right exactly super with his big uh, circular deepened window and everything oh like, my goodness yeah an amazing brick walls yeah. just, just super nice like but um you mentioned the finale so this is a this is the sec i had watched it for the second time this week and yeah. the first time i saw it the I, I liked the movie the first time i saw it but the ending didn't really sit that well with me i was i didn't like the way they, the, the the reveal of the of the demon i i didn't really care for mm. i thought the ending was a little goofy so this time around i i gotta admit still did not care much for the demon but i thought the ending was actually really cool this time i was i i yeah. i got caught up in it i was a little more like 
I don't know. There's something about it that the first time I was just like, eh, corny horror ending. This time around, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, maybe corny horror movie. <laughs> you can still say that. But the story the second time around just felt a little more impactful. Like, I was yeah. more invested in the main character and in the entity. Like, and just the idea of it. And the ending was a pretty damn near perfect <laughs> this kind of story. Yeah, man. I'm, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you came around to that because, I mean, I... You know, the end of this movie, um, I, I'm not going to say you can't see it coming. You know, I, I really, but how it happens and the imagery that they provide you, like, right. I, I When I saw it, I was like, ooh, boy, that's going to hit an audience member one way or the other. Like, you're, I think you're going to really dig it and think it's really eerie and creepy and scary. Or you're just going to be like, that was goofy and stupid. You know, I don't think there's much gray area there um, but for me i mean i was kind of laughing at it un- uncomfortably like i was like wow that's crazy and i have that kind of weird like if i see something really uncomfortable i laugh that's sort of like one of my human just yeah, personal de- responses defense mechanism. Yeah. yeah defense mechanism yeah. so the, like i i the whole la- the end of the movie had me kind of like chuckling to myself in incredulity it was wacky and crazy and i have to think if you haven't slept in days weeks and this is the thing that you see i could see that actually pushing you over the edge to to (laughs) i could see that and then the final shot of the movie i thought was really cool i mean we very rarely say that i very rarely say that on here you know some i think a lot of movies just shit you know they don't shit the bed but they just you know they stay around and beat too long and you know after two hours you know that could have happened here i didn't think so i thought it was really eerie and again depressing uh, but that's okay. That's you're supposed to be fucking mortified by the end of this movie. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm on both ends of that. The first time I saw yeah. it, including the final image, like the very, the very last thing that you see, I was just like, yeah, okay. Like, okay, uh, right. I mean, that that's you know, million horror movies in this way. Yeah, sure. And then um, the second time, I was like, yeah, okay. It's like you said, you maybe you can see it coming, and it's certainly not the most original, and especially for a horror no. movie, but. Um, it just struck me this this time and i i don't know what it was about it this time because i mean it, it was the same movie same movie <laughs> i i liked it the first time and i and we'll get to how i feel about it this time so but um this time like what you're saying that's how i felt i was like oh wow that is fucked up like like <laughs> i don't know about this <laughs> like, like this it's a very uncomfortable feeling for a movie to end like that and i'm not one of those like you have to see a happy ending and i'm not also one of those like oh it's depressing so that makes it realistic like nothing like right, that no, no. i'm not one of those people either like this one just it ends how this type of story should end and um yeah it just worked for me this type around yeah it really did so uh, smile it's on prime video right now you can check it out see or no see yeah you gotta see smile man <laughs> i really do and i'll tell you what it took me a long time to watch this movie I, I, like it came out last september i didn't watch it you know the first time uh until about a month ago so you know it was just one of those things it, it felt so generic and i think there's got to be a lot of people out there like me who felt that way I want to encourage you to watch it. You you should definitely watch it. Like Pat said at the beginning of this review, it's such a throwback. It is it is what horror movies should should be in a lot of ways. And I, I think you should check it out. 
Yeah, Smile is one of those movies. Like, and like, like uh, my first inclination is like, if you're a horror fan, you probably you, you've seen it. Well, mm-hmm. like Blake said, he actually um, kind of actively avoided it for a while. Or like me with the Meg, like it's something that's in my wheelhouse. It just for whatever reason, I threw it to the bottom of my list. Yeah. I think Smile it definitely had mass appeal, but for some people, it might be at the bottom of the list. I think you should put it up top. It's on Prime Video right now. If you're an if you're an old school horror fan, you will love like it's it's almost a love letter. I, I don't think I, that might be going too far, but it'll feel familiar to you. And if you've never seen it f- before, and you just like to be freaked out, this is the movie for you. Every Saturday, you can find us here. We're part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network, where they have all sorts of horror theme podcasts, including ourselves. Send us something. We will return a smile. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do it on the old social media where everybody smiles and no one's ever mean or anything like that. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, Adventures in Movies. You can find us individually. Uh, you can find old Nathaniel. I call him Patrick, as you know, uh, creeping out on Instagram at Adventures in Nathan. I'm Blake. I'm on Twitter at Four Eyed Horror. Reach out. Uh, Regina's out there too, man. She's on Twitter at Danger Chavez. And next week, it's going to be. Well, soft and quiet and maybe a full moon. Who knows? I don't know. Check it out. And you can check that out on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. Amazon Music has podcasts now, including ourselves. You can also go to Morbidly Beautiful. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. I'm untethered in my rage news. New bound.